Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer, coming to you live from Livingston, Montana. And Kim Stark will be joining us live from an undisclosed location high in the hills above the Willamette Valley. <laughs> because tonight is our Elements of a Healthy Life show. And we're going to be showing you how to have, because I heard from Kim that it's, in fact, I'm just going to bring her in there. Hey, I know you're ready. So what's the temp? what's the weather supposed to be like there? Yeah, it's supposed to get down to 17 tonight. So I'm like bringing the bunnies inside because you know me, paranoid about the animals. <laughs> um, let me explain something to you about rabbits because I raised them. Okay. They have this stuff called fur. You sound exactly <laughs> like Bob. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and Bob's her husband. So Bob, Bob and I are like, they're born with fur because they're supposed to be outside. But Kim's oh my God. Thank God you don't have sheep. I know. I know. <laughs> Mom, bah. what's going on here? Bah. Why are there sheep in our basement? <laughs> why, why is Elena <laughs> and yep. Empress sleeping in the barn and the goats are in their bed? <laughs> or worse, yeah, they're in their beds with them. <laughs> so you guys, this is going to be a crazy show tonight. Um, we also have Sarah at... Uh, Elements Health Club. She's doing a new thing with the Girl Scouts, helping them get their fitness badges, but also kind of teaching them about being strong women. So she's going to be here. Uh, Bill London's got our news, and we're going to finish off with that story. I figured out what I did wrong last week, and we have the story on the Sumter Valley Railroad, but this time it has sound. <laughs> Bonus. I'm, I'm playing this, and then you shut off, and I'm looking, and I'm going, <laughs> I did the whole edit of the whole thing with the sound turned down. Oh. You know, you you get what you pay for, right? We wing it, we wing it, we just make it happen. So we'll ha we'll hear it tonight. That'll be a yeah, blast. We'll hear it tonight. All right, Kim, I'm gonna let you go get take care of those kids and the ghosts and the sheep and the pigs and the rabbits. <laughs> she puts her rabbits inside. Shame on you, Kim. Um, so anyway, we got Bill London coming up with news. Lots of stuff happening in the news tonight, and then we'll get on with the rest of our show. Welcome, and all you guys button down because it is going to be cold in the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Here in Montana, the forecast is minus seven, and tomorrow with the wind is that supposed to pick up in Livingston. They're saying it could be minus 40, 40 below, and that's going to be one cold day for Kathy to get her hair cut. <music> Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? Yeah, there's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see you at five. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London, co-host of The Wake Up Call, heard on this fine radio station, 6 AM to 9, Monday through Friday mornings. And today, I have hyperbaric hair. I'm a fan of New Leaf Hyperbarics, what can I say? Well, the big story has to do with Ukraine, Vladimir Putin, and President Joe Biden. And just a couple of hours ago, Biden described events now in under uh, underway in the Ukraine as the beginning of a Russian invasion. And he unveiled some new sanctions to punish Moscow today. 
It includes attacks on two large financial institutions, Russian sovereign debt, and Russian elites and their family members. He said the moves would effectively cut off Russia's government from Western finance. Yeah, sort of. Biden also announced that he was moving troops and equipment to strengthen U.S. allies in the Baltic nations on NATO's eastern flank, but made it clear that we are not there to fight Russia. The president held out the possibility that diplomacy could still defuse the crisis and said the U.S. would remain open in talking with Russia and its partners to avoid all-out war. He said the United States and our allies and partners remain open to diplomacy if it's serious. Biden went on to further say, Who in the Lord's name does Putin think gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbors? He said it's a flagrant violation of international law and demands a firm response from the international community. According to Biden, he said Putin's remarks on Monday were setting up a rationale to take more territory by force. Biden pledged his administration would use every tool at their disposal to limit the effect of sanctions on domestic gas prices, acknowledging that Americans will see rising prices at the pumps in coming months. Now, lest we forget, at one point the United States was oil and energy independent and President Joe Biden shut down oil and gas leases from the nation's vast public lands and waters in his first days in office to deal with climate change. In the process, Biden shut off drilling on about 23 million acres previously leased to energy companies. Prior to that, like I said, we were energy independent. Now, as per Bloomberg calculations, the United States imports on average 538,000 barrels of oil and oil products from Russia per day. That's higher than the average amount of American imports of oil from Saudi Arabia, which is about 500,000 uh, 500, barrels per day to the U.S. Or to put it nicely, we have in part been funding Putin's military while putting ourselves at the mercy of one of our enemies. Way to go, team. Okay, some good news. I don't know if you're familiar with Veterans Legacy. I'll tell you a little bit about it in a second. And I think, Rick, you've had John LeBeau on the show at one point or another, haven't you? He was one of the founders of Veterans Legacy. They received a big grant of $15,000 from the Cow Creek Umpqua Foundation. It's a grant, and it's going to be utilized to help fund the salaries of a peer mentor, case manager, and supervisor for what's now called Camp Alma, which are key hires needed in the organization so they can expand and serve vets. It's a 501c3 nonprofit founded about eight years ago to provide treatment to veterans in a safe, secure, rural residential facility located in Lane County folks that have been around here for a long time. It used to be called the Forest Work Camp. Veterans Legacy was created after the county essentially gave the property to the organization. Their goal is to help train and offer treatment to vets experiencing homelessness, mental health, and substance abuse issues. Essentially, it's a residential therapy facility for vets with a focus on the homeless veteran population. Their ultimate goal is that each veteran resident 
leaves Camp Alma addiction-free with stable housing and employment skills because that gives them the best possible chances for lifelong success. And it's some great work going on out there. And if you're not familiar with it, bone up a little bit. First responders and a half a dozen tow companies worked overnight Monday to reopen Interstate 84 east of Pendleton after over 170 vehicles, that is the latest estimate, were trapped and involved in crashes along the snow-covered highway along a 1.75-mile stretch of road. And I don't know if you've seen pictures from that, but it was utter carnage. The Newburgh School Board, the Newburgh School Board, is discussing joining a list of schools choosing to defy statewide orders by allowing masking to be optional before March 31st if the district moves forward with lifting masking mandates prior to March 31st. They're actually going to be discussing it tonight. They would become the fourth Oregon school district to say, yeah, we're done with mask mandates. Well, Washington Jefferson Park, we told you about this, I think last week or the week before, is going to be closing soon for everyone, including those who currently call it home. Now, the city of Eugene has opened a new safe sleep site to accommodate the closure. Outreach actually started today with city workers going tent to tent to notify each of the transients of the closure and sign up those who want to move to the 410 Garfield sleep site. Now, mind you, they don't have to go. They can still camp on public property just about anywhere in the Eugene area. The Washington Jefferson Park has been a transient camp for well over a year, and it is going to be closed for massive restoration. The city says it'll take several months, and once the park is cleared out, it will be back to its traditional park format, and then everyone can continue to use it. The city is also going to provide pre-transportation and moving for those who were there at the Washington Jefferson Park if they want to move. By the way, as of Friday, according to the city, there were still 75 tents on that particular property. Oregon leaders are blasting a new Washington state proposal that would enact a tax on Oregon-bound gasoline. The proposal introduced earlier this month would create a tax of six cents a gallon for fuel being exported from Washington to Oregon. In a tweet, Governor Kate Brown called the proposal unacceptable and indicated she's discussing the matter with Washington Governor Jay Inslee. Oregon Republican state representatives Shelley Bossart Davis and David Brock testified against the proposal in the Washington legislature. Bossart Davis calls the tax proposal offensive. Speaking of bills, here's a what-the-hell bill from the Oregon legislature, which has passed and goes to the governor. It's a bill prohibiting live animal markets in the state to reduce the spread of zoonotic diseases like COVID-19, swine flu, Ebola, avian flu, SARS, MERS, and HIV. House Bill 4128 prohibits the sale of live wildlife for human consumption in Oregon unless specifically allowed by law. For the record, we don't have live animal food markets or live wild animal food markets, except for squirrel, which can be found at your finer farmer's markets.
The prohibitions in House Bill 4128 apply to certain wild animals sold live for food, but it doesn't impact animals used on farms or certain native marine species like you could still get live crab. And it requires the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife to review and update its list of prohibited species. The current list has things on it like wildebeest, mongooses, capybara, and piranhas. Man, I miss mom's wildebeest cutlets. And boy, there was nothing like a big mess of pan-fried piranha. And finally, the 84th Annual Oregon Logging Conference gets underway this Thursday. It's called Family and Friends Forestry 2.0. It'll be at the Lane Event Center and Fairgrounds. Friday is going to be Forestry Worker Career Day, where 600 high school students from 20 Oregon schools are going to show up for a hands-on natural resource career day. And Saturday, as always, is Family Day, open to the public. If you've never been there, it is a huge event and well worth it. That's it for me. Now it's time for Rick to get real and maybe share a good mongoose recipe. <laughs> well, Bill, somebody put on pariah pudding. I've never had pariah pudding, but for goodness sakes. <laughs> hey, real quick, um, we are going to have the president of the Oregon Loggers Convention um, on our show on Thursday. I'm going to interview him tomorrow. He has time tomorrow. I'm going to do a taped interview, and then we'll air that on Thursday night because there are some issues facing the timber industry in Oregon that could devastate it. And let me just put it this way so you understand. If the timber industry gets devastated, your business is going to get devastated. It's still a huge moneymaker for Oregon, a huge part of the economy. And uh, people really need to understand better what it is these folks do. And so we're going to have someone on. And then on Thursday also, there is a timber uh, rally in Salem from 10 to 2 at the Capitol. And uh, we had uh, Jeff, the organizer, on last week. He's going to be live in at the timber uh, protest and he's going to shoot back a live. I'm going to tape it up and then we're going to air it in the show that night so you can see what's going on. These are issues, whether you agree or not, you need to understand it does impact Oregon and it's going to impact you because it's part of your economy. Now, on a lighter note, before I forget, I don't want to forget this. I had a really super nice guy uh, write me an email and said, my mom, Janice Sugars, <clears throat> watches your show religiously and Today is her birthday. She's the 2 22 um, And so Janice Sugars, uh, we appreciate your watching, but thank you and happy, happy birthday to you. I would sing, but Kim has a button that she can push that I just exit the stage and I'm gone because it wouldn't be good. But we want to wish Janice Sugars a very happy birthday today. And you have a very nice boy because he, ta he talked to me about this about three weeks ago and just said, I don't know if you do this, but do you think you could do that for me, for my mom? And I said, you bet I'd do that for your mom. So Janice, happy birthday. And now let's check in with Elements Health Club and Sarah's in a commercial. You get more than a workout. You get results-driven fitness and nutrition help no matter where you're starting in your health journey. You get luxury club benefits like a heated pool, hot tub, sauna, steam room, and wellness centers. You get academy-level group training classes like HIT, boxing, TRX, and barbell strength. And your kids get childcare centered around movement with activity and a purpose. You get three convenient locations with one membership. 
All the amenities of a luxury health club with the membership prices of a neighborhood gym. Elements Health Clubs, we are more than a workout. And joining us from Elements Health Club in Springfield, Oregon. Well, hello, Sarah Keepers. How are you? Uh, we, I am good. How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing great. A little snowy here today. I couldn't have, we couldn't have run outside today. So that's just how it is. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you weren't here with us. So what are you doing with the Girl Scouts now? So tonight I've got a few of the Girl Scouts here. Um, I've got, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Ash. This is Ash. I'm Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Uh, and I'm Katie. And Katie. And so they are earning a fitness badge. Um, and so we're just talking about some general goal setting and we're going to run them through just a little miniature workout and um, kind of talk about stuff that's important to them and as to why health and fitness are a really important part of life. And, um, you know, it spills over to much more than just being a certain size or a certain number like we always talk about. So is this um, part of their like their award, you know, when they get their their different badges and stuff like that? Is this part of what you guys have to do for that? Yes. So who wants to chime in on that? I couldn't give it to the So this is part of you guys get a badge for, for a fitness badge, correct? So yeah. one of you want to speak to that? Uh, well, we all discussed uh, earlier in our meeting about what badge we should do. And we all agreed the fitness badge and how it will all be good for us. Because um, we think fitness is important for our, you know, our mental health. We're all in high school, so I think we should all focus on their fitness because we probably all need it. <laughs> <laughs> So do you guys know, have you ever done a workout with Sarah? Yes. No. No. I have. Ashley, okay. Ashley has. Can um, I tell you other two girls, young ladies, you are in so much trouble. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So Sarah, no. so Sarah, I know this is like, you know, big for you. It's like empowering women, especially when they're younger. Yes. To, instead of having body images like so many women and even men do now. Yeah. Um, to get them to a place where it's understanding this is about a healthy lifestyle and, and that may be a side benefit, but you know, I know that's a big deal for you. Exactly. I mean, that's something that's so much more important to me than anything else. You know, this fitness being part of our mental health, part of our daily practice, part of our <laughs> lifestyle. And if I can help empower any young women to, to see that, to recognize it as it's not about um, body image and whatnot. And I think that they've had some really good conversations with their leader about that. And it's um, what I was in, courage to hear was that it wasn't about um, looking a certain way, right? It was about being strong and feeling healthy and just, you know, and that feeling comfortable in your own skin, she said. You know, I think these girls are on the right track, which is really, really encouraging and really cool. So is this something new that Elements then is, is it, um, kind of trying to pursue is getting more more kids and more young women into your program? Well, generally, we are. I mean, that's that's an objective that I have as fitness director and as, as a club in general. We want to get young people empowered and feeling um, confident and their leader had reached out. And I thought this was just a perfect way to to just showcase that, showcase that these girls have um, really bright futures. And if if they know that fitness can help just facilitate, like I said, them feeling comfortable in their own bodies and then feeling empowered and then feeling strong that carries into so much other things. Do you remember like when you were in like high school and that kind of thing? I remember I knew some people that went to work out, but I always felt kind of inhibited because it's a scary place to go to a gym when you're a kid. It felt like it. It, it feels like now we're really trying to open that and change that for kids. So mm -hmm. it's like come in with a little bit of knowledge. You don't have to come in and just start pounding weights. Um, it's come in and kind of learn how this becomes a lifestyle thing. Yeah. And it is intimidating, you know, even for adults to walk in for the first time. Oh, yeah. But these, 
for these young girls if and and young men too if if we can teach them some basic skills and basic tools that when they come in they feel confident that they they know what they're doing and you know and this can go across the board for any teens that come in like we can walk them through showing them how machines work and showing them a few things so that then they can come in and feel empowered to kind of do things on their own um you know and and pass it on and on and on like their friends will see it. and our hope is that it's just this wave and this ripple effect within our community you know we offer free memberships to youth and we want our youth to feel empowered and strong and just um like they belong somewhere you know right sarah thank you and ladies thank you but be careful you will have you got to come on a saturday when sarah has her class it's I'm so much fun you will have a ball Yes, so it'll be nice to you the first time, but the second time you might be in some trouble. They'll be good. They'll be good. We'll send you some pictures. We're going to put them through a little workout. We're just finishing up our goals. So we're working on some smart goals right now. And then we're going to go in and move forward with the rest of our evening. All right, Sarah Keepers, thank you so much. We'll see you later. See ya. Say bye, ladies. Bye. Well, Kim. I didn't realize they offer free memberships for youth. That's a plus. I didn't. When she said that, I had no idea. And I wondered how come I didn't get a free membership because oh, yeah, you're so young. Mm -hmm. with my, my steel blonde hair, I, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I'm I, a youthful person. When I walk around, people always come to me and say, are you, are you 20 yet? Yeah. Yeah. Your hair gives it away for sure. Mm -hmm. Constantly. So Kim, what else do you have for, you know, it, it's hard when you got cold weather like this um, to get out and, and do stuff. Right. Okay. So yeah. So let's talk about cold weather exercise. We're not as cold as you are, Rick. We're not as cold. I'm complaining about 19 degrees tonight and here you are in the negatives. Um, but it's so important to get out even if we don't feel like it. Right. Um, so the gym workouts are great if you have one nearby, of course, but you can also get outside and here's why, because you're still getting that vitamin D boost outside. So here's the kids skiing, um, <laughs> trying to show off with the camera. Imagine that. Uh, and so skiing is obviously a fun stuff. If you're into that, that's a fun activity. Ice skating. They actually hadn't ice skated before, Rick. Here's Everett with the walker. Um, but he just wanted to run into his sister. That was his fun with the ice skating. I've never seen the walker thing. That's kind of cool. hilarious. And after a while, they didn't want to use them. But you can go a lot faster with it. And I thought, we'll try it out. So that was our cold activity in Sun River. Um, and then, you know, just if you don't have skis or if you don't want to go ice skating and find a rink, just get out for a walk. It boosts your vitamin D. And then have you heard of the brown fat cells? Because that is what we're, it increases like your calorie, caloric burn if you're out there depleting those. So you're actually, and, and you're Rick getting that you're, you're going to be coming back here and you're going to have like the best workout experience because you're up what in that so, high altitude. <laughs> so what are brown fat cells? Okay. So that is why I, uh, so when it's cold outside, you're actually going to increase your brown fat cells. And those are actually good fat cells to have because they help your heart. And so who knew we have good fat cells in our body. <laughs> so being out there in the cold, mm -hmm, yeah, you're going to be all, yep. You're going to get more in shape than you realized out there in those negative temperatures. Oh, and speaking of also, I wanted to tell you that there was a list and I can post it on here if anyone wants to see it, um, of the most exercise obsessed states. And here's, do you want to guess what number one was? Uh, California. That's what I would guess. It's Minnesota. That's what they found. And I don't know if I think it was more gyms per square mile is how they based it. And then um, Colorado was two. Um, we are, Oregon is number six. And you guys, Montana is number 21. Wow. Yeah. And Idaho is 34. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting that is, numbers, right? <clears throat> well, because Kathy and I found a gym and I'm yeah, doing my stuff, you know, 
Yep, but, there you go. You guys are inside, out of the cold. It's like the old place, you know. Yep. But I'll tell you what, it's not getting to the gym is a little different. Cat <laughs> in me, leaving the gym. This is our gym attire. Wear your muck boots, and because uh, it's like minus eight, and tomorrow it's supposed to be with the wind chill minus forty yeah. degrees. You can even hear how dry the snow is; it just crunches. So, this is life in Montana. But the sun's out. Yeah, it's clear, kind of. You'd have to wear sunglasses here more than you do in Oregon. So, there's my, my little muckbucks. Now, we do change into tennis shoes when we get to the gym, but this is how you go and come from the gym, and you don't take a lot of time to get to the car. And we're not running outside. You freeze your lungs off. Yeah, that's where it's too cold to run outside, I would yeah, say. Yeah, you know, we came here when it was snowing like at Christmas time, and it was probably, you know, like in the teens. And we still yeah. ran, and it was fine. Right. But when it gets under zero, no. I mean, mm -hmm. your nostrils, they, like, you just going from there to the car, you, your nostrils right. to go. They're sticking together. Yeah, yeah. I love those. Did you guys just get those boots when you moved there? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> yeah. has, well, Kathy had hers because she got those on special somewhere because she had to have okay. those boots. But mine are like muck boots. They're like 140 bucks or something. And oh, you just, wow. you just sit them by the back door. And every time you go outside, you just put your muck boots on okay. and you head out. And, and that's what you came. It's so funny. That's what you just wear around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you go, if we went to Taco Tuesday tonight down at the, uh, the Mint, um, we would just put your muck boots on. Okay. You go anywhere. Okay. have these pants that have lining you know so they're warm yeah and so you wear those out and you you know we're gonna in fact we're gonna go on a little walk when i'm done we're gonna go walk a few blocks see how many blocks we can get in just for fun to see what yeah. it is and people probably think we're crazy oh but, that yeah, you do that is interesting about montana though because i don't see a ton of people at the gym i think a lot of people i wonder in places like this if it's not because i mean i'm not from minnesota so i'm not picking on minnesota i was but surprised but it seems like I think a lot of people here, they do other activities because you're right. out. There's, you know, they kind of skiing, cross country yeah. skiing, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. I think people are doing a lot of that. Kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah, I think they didn't count those in that survey. We can post if anyone wants to see more. But I was kind of surprised. But hey, we weren't too far down. And I think you're right about that, too. Other activities outside. So you guys are going to walk around. You're going to bundle up. And We're going to put on our boots. We're going to bundle up, put on yep. our hat. And, you know, the nice thing here is you don't really have to do your hair much. I mean, mine gets a lot of lift because yeah. that little thing puts it on and then you pull it off and it's like, but you don't really worry about it that much because yeah. everybody kind of looks the same. You know, you're all out there. Yes. Guys, just I would fit in well there then. Yeah. I just put on boots and walk around. Staying warm is the name of the game. It has nothing to do with any of the other stuff. I no, say, it does not matter at that time. Do nope. you ever work out at home? I don't. I really don't just because if we move to a place where there's not a gym, mm -hmm. um, exactly. Yeah. A lot more outdoor activities outside year round, despite the winter cold. I think that's mm -hmm. what really keeps people going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I did too, Rick, is I, um, I went to splash with the kiddos and sorry, that was mine. Oh, I went to splash with the kiddos and I swam laps while they were over at the wave pool and stuff. I forgot you could do that. There's lap links there. So that's the other right. thing. We had, and we went lap swimming when we were, I can't remember where we were. Oh, we were down in Dillon. And we went to oh, a yeah. YMCA and they had yeah. a really super nice swimming pool. That's the first pool we've been in for a while though. I bet. Um, this, yeah. Cause you, it takes more effort to get there. So like Kathy's got a haircut tomorrow. So because the pass from here to Bozeman is a little slippery, I have had to plan my stuff around. I'm going to take her over and then okay. I'll wait. I'm, I'm not going to wait there. 
why she gets a haircut, you know. You're not, okay, you'll drop her off. And then we'll come back and do our stuff. But yeah, you just kind of find different ways of doing stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't move here. Nobody should move here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then you would hate Everyone it. from Montana tells me, tell people not to move here. They said, yeah. it's cold. It's really bad. It's bitter. Mm-hmm. Nasty. But, it's nasty. Yeah. I heard that when I would live in Idaho, but that was years ago. And now everyone moved there anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kim. So we'll see you Thursday with uh, some upcoming yes. events. And I'll start looking around for stuff here to, to give you as well. Um, yeah, yeah. If you guys have any events, keep them coming. I get more acquainted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll bear see hunting. Oh, I'm going to go out beaver hunting, trapping. Did you know that? <laughs> okay, there you go. I seriously am. Because oh my gosh. Okay, you'll have to share that then. And this friend of my son's is a trapper and he says, well, why don't you go get your own? And I said, I'll do a story on it. I'll just shoot yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm not going to show, you know, shoot, killing it or whatever, but <laughs> you know, I'm going to, it'll, it'll be a little rare for Oregon. They'll have mm-hmm. to figure it out. But in you gotta show, yeah, show us the different stuff they do. I think that's a great idea. They had these beaver slippers at this first show and Kim, oh my God, I wouldn't even want to put them on because they were so cool. And then <laughs> silver fox mittens. Oh, were, you need those silver fox mittens. I didn't even think of that. You do need those. You should have given them to me. I mean, that does go with your flow. Yeah. Maybe they will. If you said that you'll do this on the show. If I would have thought of it, I would have turned and said, those are mine. Those are mine. Those are mine. mine. Give them back. All right, Kim, we'll see you Thursday. All right. Bye. See you guys later. Yeah. See you. And and the rabbits, make sure they sleep in your bed. Oh yeah. I'll go, I'll go take the rabbits in. Now that you leave me, I'm not going to. Yeah. See you later. (laughs) Bunnies inside. Only Kim. Okay, so last week we tried to show you this. One of the things Elements really likes to do, our other sponsors tonight too are Metal, um, Mercury Metal, Design and Fabrication, do some excellent work. We're going to have them sponsoring a show later this week, but I just wanted to mention them because I put them in here. And then, of course, Chris Daniel, Family Dentistry, Dr. Bratlin. If you're looking for a dentist, here's a guy. He just he just cares about your health. Everybody's welcome there. Maxed, unmaxed, mask, unmasked. Everybody's welcome um, in his shop. And uh, so he's a great guy. And uh, we, he sponsors all of our shows. Um, but we, anyway, what Elements really likes to do, Brian over there uh, really likes our travel stuff. In fact, he did a travel piece for us last week. He's so inspired by it. Um, so I thought I'd dig through the archives, and I made a mistake on this one, so I finally pulled it back up. This is the Sumter Railroad in Baker County, and it's put together by all volunteers. And these people come from all over the state. There are people that are from Eugene and Salem when we were there. And they work there for like four days on the weekends, uh, running this railroad for, for tourists and stuff. So take a look at uh, take a look at the railroad. What is it about this story that jinxed me? what did i do this time oh my word you guys i am so sorry what did i do i can't believe that this is happening okay so hold on let me go in here is this one i'm jay slot okay wait a second you know what we're gonna do we're gonna make i'm gonna fix this is gonna get happen i am gonna figure this out this might be a little messy as we go but um I'm going to find out why this is going to happen. All right, here we go. And I am the conductor on the train today. I've been riding since I was about two years old. So that was my mom first brought me up here. And that's kind of where I fell in love with trains. And 
got a cab ride one year and they let me blow the whistle and it was all over so <laughs> i'm eric once i'm an engineer today and i'm also the road foreman of engines in charge of uh, training and certifying the, the uh, new engineers and firemen so you how long have you been doing this and this is all volunteer isn't it correct yeah thir this is my 34th year yeah well, my grandfather was an engineer so it's always been in my blood so opportunity to l learn it and do it we have about uh, 20, maybe 30 volunteers that actually operate the train and do work up here. Uh, the total membership is about 400. Like the couple that are up in the locomotive right now, they got the bug real bad last year. As you'll notice, see, now you're getting steam with virtually no water coming out of those drains. John Donnelly, Woodburn, Oregon. Loretta Donnelly, Woodburn, Oregon. So we came over for his birthday, spent a week, rode the train, rode in the cab, and the uh, engineer and the fireman just convinced us it was a great thing to volunteer for and learn how to do. So we're both doing it. And I've wanted to drive a steam locomotive since I was like four years old. My grandfather took me for a ride on a steam train and I was hooked from then on. So you guys come over here how often? Uh, we pretty much spend at least two weeks of each month of the summertime up here. Uh, started building out of Baker City in 1890, built up to the Sumter Valley, and it was built originally to haul logs, primarily to haul logs, but it also did whatever, carried passengers, cattle, supplies, um, up to the towns here. It basically provided the transportation between here and Prairie City before there were roads, you know, it was still stagecoach and wagons before then. So it, it actually opened up the area. The cattlemen could get their cattle to market a lot quicker. Um, by connecting to the Union Pacific Railroad in Baker City. Um, so it basically opened up this area of the Oregon to more, a lot more commerce. Why is this important to keep this going? Uh, just history and keep history alive and keep the equipment from being scrapped. I'm Paul Consani and I'm from uh, Portland, Oregon. So how old are you? Uh, 16. What are you doing out here? Adjusting the brakes on the A4. Well, how are you connected to this group? Um, just got involved a couple years ago and have enjoyed spending time over here and working on things and running things. Steam is just very interesting and there, it's amazing how you can take such simple things and put them all together to make something that does work with just water and fire engine would take about a thousand, he said like now today a half a million dollars to be restored and they'd have to get grants and all that for it but the one out front used to be just like this one and I think that's just amazing how much work he said it took him four years to restore it. So this is just taking you back into a really long journey back into time when this railroad originally ran. Um, this is a very small piece of the railroad but it is there's just so much history up here going through the dredge tailing seeing the land just completely flipped upside down and then my personal thing is i do i love the whistle well i love to hear that whistle go by same thing with you know a union pacific train goes by um and i love the click and the clack of the rails going by and i there's some there's a piece about trains and there's a there's a history about trains and everything. It's, it, there's just so much about trains that not a lot of people understand, but a lot of people.
So yeah, that runs during the summer and uh, not during the winter years. And uh, call ahead, always call ahead first to make sure you uh, know what you're doing. So share this on your page so that other people can see it. And we appreciate that. And again, um, where's my birthday girl, Janice Sugars, uh, happy birthday to you and anybody else who's born on 2 22 uh, We will be back tomorrow. What have we got tomorrow? Transworld, we're gonna help people who wanna dream about a new job and a new business. Um, we have a guy here, an expert who can help you with that. Uh, Lonnie Woodruff is an expert with Transworld, and he can also help you kind of plan on how to get rid of a business. If you have a business that you're done with, that could become somebody else's dream. He's going to help you with that. Um, who else do we have on? I can't remember. I can't read my notes, but we'll have that tomorrow. And Thursday, again, we'll be at that timber rally um, for you to explain more about what that means. Um, I'm Rick Dancer. Have a great night. Uh, coming to you live from Livingston, Montana. Uh, thanks for watching. And oh, I know one other thing I wanted to show you because I showed this in earlier today. Um, these are our numbers for January. So how many people are watching Get Real with Rick Dancer? Well, last month, our accounts reached 276,655 people. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can see the numbers on there. Um, and so if you're somebody out there and you're interested in advertising, I put this up on Facebook yesterday and somebody already called me and said, um, I want to talk to you about advertising. I like your content. So if you are somebody who wants to get attention, you like what we do, you want us to promote you, uh, just get a hold of me at rick at rickdancer.com. In fact, I will put that in here. Uh, rick at rickdancer.com. And Janice, you are welcome. Janice is on here um, saying thank you for the birthday wishes and you are very, very welcome. Um, and have a very happy birthday. I hope that you have everything happens you need to happen. All right, have a good night, you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.